Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Invisible Wall podcast show. Once again, I have a pleasure to have Tim Chase at this show to talk about Arsenal, some interesting things from last games. And um, yeah, we have no order about what we are going to say because we always change. Welcome yeah. back, my friends. How are you? Hi, mate. I'm good, mate. How are you? Very good, very good. Very good, good. good. I've got a special Thank guest this week, my dog. Is uh, asleep in the background, so let's hope she stays like that. Um, to be fair, she's probably gonna be better predictions than us. Yeah, I hope there is no catch around. I believe she's going to still quiet that. She'll be fine. It's only kids that wind her up. <laughs> <laughs> so, stress all good, mate. Yeah, um, obviously, lockdown's easing a little bit. The kids go back to school on Monday. So that'll be a little bit, well, it's going to be great for them. They get to see their friends for the first time in three months properly. Parents all around the country are going to be really happy. Homeschooling is ending for, for see, well, hopefully for a while. But you're a lot of, they found the Brazilian uh, variant of the coronavirus in England. Someone's brought it over from Brazil. So anyway, let's not talk yeah, about the goddamn coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, great situation. I hope things get better. You know, the last news year was not the best, but I uh, hope things get better very soon, you know. Yeah. end up this nightmare it's been uh, you know very tough to everyone yeah but it's, uh, it's a good sign that uh, kids are getting back to school here in Brazil the, the schools and the teachers everyone claiming to have the kids back and I uh, hope in the meantime we can can see them back in school because this I believe for most of them has been quite tough yeah. to be studying and online platform not so easy but uh Fingers crossing. Exactly. Right, uh, On to more positive things. How good has Arsenal's week been? Whoa, this is a good news. This is very interesting. Very interesting. The last last two games have been uh, very interesting. They had a, a fantastic win at Leicester. Wow, mm. this was great. But also, uh, last week, at the Europa League against Benfica. Wow, wow, What's wow. What can I say about this game? What can I say about this game? This was... A big test for the heart. Mm-hmm. You can imagine. How was it? How was we just, you know, watching the game? Oh, come on, it's the end of the world. It's over now. And then things change. But it shows for me how tough is, you know, these competitions. This competition, Europa League, despite, you know, some people don't really give it credit for Europa League because they compare with Champions League. Mm-hmm. But when you are there, you understand how tough it is. And for us, you know, this was a tough test, my friend. I, yeah. It was a very tough test. After, you know, uh, the first leg, considering that they got a very good result in Benfica, uh, when they played there in, in Lisbon, I was expecting, let's say, not an easy game because there's no easy game in football anymore. Unless when you get a fantastic result and uh, score three, four, five goals. After the game, you might say that. But before the game starts, you know, every game is very hard. But after the first leg, I was expecting not to have a tough game like it was because Arsenal scored first in the first half. And uh, then in the second half, the Benfica scored two goals and uh, changed everything. Yeah. The, they change everything, the game, the, the mood of the game, especially for Arsenal players, for Arsenal fans. And for me, watching here was a bit weird. But uh, at the same time, you know, very I felt exactly what the fans feel when they are watching the games. You know, I'm a bit nervous. And suddenly they, they call the second goal, equalize the game with Cherny. It was a great shot, by the way, you know. And, a great uh, yeah, 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 good. 
Pascal Murillo and Dan Tierney. It was really good. And uh, in the end, great uh, ball from Saka. Great movement he made and to find Aubameyang just behind the, the defenders for the winning goal. What an amazing game. You know, a big match for the heart. After the game, I could rely. After the Aubameyang score, I could take a breath and uh, relax a little bit. Yeah. So, wait, obviously, you've had games where you've won kind of last minute. What, how does it, does it, does it feel better than a win? You know, obviously it's great to win, but actually coming back from when you were losing to actually winning, is that kind of an extra blood building team around and mental toughness within the team? Yeah, this is, uh, this is fantastic. When you, you come back in the game and uh, losing, then you have to push yourself much, much more, get the result. And sometimes it works, you know, not always, but sometimes it works. As you have done a couple of times, for example, one uh, very good win we had was against Liverpool at Highbury. And uh, at halftime, if I'm not wrong, I think it was 2-1 to them. Mm -hmm. We were leading the game. And uh, we went to dressing room and Arsenal, <laughs> he was quite pissed. Because <laughs> normally don't see him in this, this mood, you know, but he was not happy. But in the end of the day, we, in the end, we understood his point and we got the message. But between us, we always sort things out. Hey, come on, guys. It's not good. It's not us. You know, we, we are not playing well. We can do a lot better mm -hmm. from what happened in this first half. Yeah, we, we got the result and we scored the goals. And, but it's always tough because this kind of games on the opponents are very tough. This game I mentioned against Liverpool, you know, when you play against Liverpool, you will always expect a, a tough game, as it was, and come back for the second half and uh, got a good result and score three goals and win the game after, you know, quite poor first half was something incredible. Mm -hmm. So we've spoken before about pretty much every player in the Invincible team could have been a captain. It was just their mentality, their mental toughness and the way they presented themselves. Every one of them could have been a captain. Were you saying that when halftime, when halftime happened, you went to the, the, uh, the changing rooms, did Arsenal Wenger not very say very much? And it was just basically the players working out amongst themselves, like Perez or whoever saying, look, this is you, this is you, this is you. So it's more the players solved the problems out and tactical changes rather than Arsene Wenger. In this day, he was not so happy. <laughs> just this day. I don't remember exactly which words, you know, because it's quite a long time. Normally, I don't remember many things. <laughs> Just remember when Austin say, say things to us, you know, when they think things was not right. Yeah, he was not so happy. But we were not happy. You know, I think this is the, the, the most important thing. Because after the, the first half, you know, the half time, we knew going to the dressing room, we were expecting something from him you know, to say about our performance, about the way we were playing, the, the strategy for the game. We were not doing things right. But I think the most important thing in this situation is when you look around you, you see everyone is not happy mm. with their performance, with team performance. This uh, was something incredible with that, with that team. Every player knew exactly, you know, have they understand that, come on, this is not us. This uh, something we did, we which are we are not happy. We have to change this because we could see on each other's face. We just saw things out between us after our sense conversation and uh, just change completely the way we were playing for the first half. I think having this uh, analysis between uh, about our game and about how we, we have to play, this is very important. You know? It's so easy to find excuses. Ah, you didn't do it. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't cover me. 
hygiene uh, protects you, something like this, you know. But we never gave excuse for our bad performance. We always find a way how to, to overcome this particular game against Liverpool. They were doing great game. Players like Steven Gerrard, for example, it was a driving force for them. But we just came back, you know, totally different. The way we managed the game, everyone just pushing hard to get their results better. Interesting. It's really so interesting listening to the dynamics. Obviously, as fans, we assume, and obviously commentators as well, we assume what's going on in the dressing room, the changing room. So Ferguson's going to shout at someone and do the hair dryer treatment and things. But it's really interesting hearing actually kind of what does happen in the changing rooms at half time for these kind of things. So it's, so it's great to hear. So, yes, that started off. At least, at least in some time, he was always, let's say, moderate in the way he, when I mean, I mean, moderate the way he speaks to us when he was angry. I never, I never see him uh, very angry, you know, like uh, some, some manager I, I, I had the opportunity to work because they shout very loud. Arsene was a bit more composed, yeah. but um, sometimes, you know, the manager just need to, to wake up the players. Yeah. And understand the players when you work with them you start to understand how they operate some players if you uh, shout on them you if you speak loud they they just go down yeah. you have to find a way when you speak generally it's, it's normal players some managers have to lift the players and sometimes the way they do is just speak a bit loud sometimes some of them shout you know like, what the fuck's this blah 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 and um now saying it was not the case to be like this this kind of person yeah. but uh, he knew exactly uh, the way to work to speak with us the way that uh, he made everyone understand without being like uh, our saying is mad today no he didn't need to be like the mad guy to make us understand the point he always mentioned to us what he expected from us and the response on the field was always most of the time, you know, not always, but most of the time was good because we totally understand what he was thinking, what he wants to ask in terms of uh, his messages and the uh, us to perform. Yeah, and I guess the players you had allowed him to, to be able to speak like that because you were all intelligent players. You know, if you look back on it, with the exception of maybe Ray Parler, everyone was very, was a very intelligent footballer. Yeah, basically, Ray, Ray was very awesome and another important guy for, for the squad. By the time I was there, he was not the, the regular player. But every time when Arsene called him, you know, or to start the game or to be you know, play 10 minutes, Half time, something like that. Any time he was ready. I think this was the main thing about this squad, you know, because uh, sometimes it's, it's quite tough to keep the players, everyone motivated, especially the players which are not playing regular every week, for example. Mm. It's not so easy, you know, for the manager to to, give, to keep the balance of the squad, to manage the situation, who's going to play, who's gonna, not going to play, when I can use this player. Managing this process is not so easy. You have to to be smart and because one thing is is sure is quite impossible for me. It's impossible for any manager to keep everyone in the squad happy. Yep. No way. It's it's quite impossible. The the best way for him is to be honest with everyone 
make everyone understand what he expects from everyone. Uh, the idea of his game and the players, the, the, the starting eleven, and then see who are the other players can be used more often for him. But as long as he manages this and uh, with the other competition, give the others opportunity to show that they got quality as well, I think this is also something very important. And Arsene always did that. You know, For example, when uh, some young players were was in the squad or some of the senior players didn't have much opportunity in the Premier League, he always gave them an opportunity to play like uh, FA Cup and Carling Cup at that time. Even in the Champions League, some of them. We were not expecting some of them not to be in the Champions League, but uh, he always gave a chance mm. uh, to the players to be there. And then he, this is down to the players, you know, to be ready for these opportunities. Absolutely. Yes. Fantastic. So that started the week off well. Well, it was midway last week, and then a few days later, Sunday, you had Arsenal versus Leicester. Again, going ahead, going behind against a team that was third or fourth. Doing really well under Brendan Rodgers. We praised Brendan Rodgers last week. So you, normally with the old Arsenal, you would think that, OK, fine, 1-0 down, it's going to be 4-0, 5-0 to, to Leicester. And again, they showed great mental strength from going to goal down, I think, in the sixth minute to getting one back quite soon and going back in at halftime, I think they were winning uh so i think it was one or maybe two nil mm. so there's a penalty just before the second half uh, just before half time sorry and lacazette scored put the two one up so it's great strength to come back but i don't know what you thought but william looked like he had a great game and it looked like it was a great team performance everyone is kind of on the right page in terms of the tactics that Mikel was trying to do they're high pressing when they need to but they're very very selective they weren't running around like jedler's chickens they whenever they were choosing who they were going to go and target and when they were going uh, press with like three or four players so rather than just one player running around chasing the ball they clearly had a plan of who they would have to target and who they could upset when they had the ball and that's where the their first goal came from was pressing high uh with the cross from then with then william they, they earned them the, the free kick that then william delivered the cross for David Lewis for. So I think everyone did. I think it was good to see William have a good game. He obviously hasn't had a good game since he came from Chelsea. But yeah, so it's obviously as a fellow compatriot, fellow Brazilian, getting assist for William and a, uh, a goal for David Luiz. He must have been pleased. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very good for um, from everyone. I think it was a great job because I was expecting a, a tough game. Mm. You know, uh, the, the moment, the moments that left is a in the Premier League, I was expecting a, a tough game, as it was, you know, not so easy. Okay, you won the game at 3-1, you just changed the position you were at the beginning because they conceded quite an early goal. This is always, you know, a problem for every team when they concede the goal early. Mm. Because then you have to change the, your strategy, you have to change the way you plan this game. They they just came back in the game, you know, and they equalized the game in the, fir- in the first half. This is very important, and uh, not go to to the, the dressing room for the halftime, losing one nil. But uh, this was important for them. Then they score a penalty with, uh, like I said, another important goal. Give them, let's say, a bit of relief, but not uh, relax because you have another forty-five minutes to play and uh, to close everything, and then uh, you know the result with Pepe which was the man of the match. It's important yeah. to see these players, you know, as you mentioned, William had a good game. Very important for him because I believe it's been quite a pressure for him since when he moved to Arsenal. 
some criticism on his performance, and um, it's important for him to feel that uh, he's able to help the team, he's capable. But the good thing, uh, what I do believe is that everyone in this squad do not really care what the people talk outside because they understand each other, they know each other at the, in the train ground, and understand how hard everyone works in order to, to get the results to help the club. And by, particularly for William, this is something very important. To have a good performance and just to, you know, send a message for people that uh, he didn't forget to play football. Mm. And just yeah. uh, to show that he's capable, he's got quality, and uh, he's ready to, to help the club. I think this is very important. And just, you know, go, coming back to, to Pepe, because he's not, he hasn't been a regular player, but this is important for him to score and be the man of the match. And we spoke to him a few times in the podcast about uh, his quality when he got the ball. One thing I've mentioned from the last time is just when he gets the ball, don't stop. Yeah. Just go straight, go. Just don't stop in, in front of the, the defender because he can dribble while he, he's on the run. And uh, try to find one of the, his teammates to give assistance or try to score himself because he's fast, he got quality, he can dribble. But as long as he stops in front of the defenders, one defender, for example, he starts to, to pass the, the, the feet, you know, the, the leg in front of the ball, over the ball, something like this. The other team just compose and make their, their life very hard. But he got quality to get the ball, dribble one, two, give the ball, or try himself. But, you know, just go forward. I think this is the uh, one thing we spoke the last time. And yeah. But I'm happy for him that he scored a goal and been the man of the match. I believe it gives him a confidence to, to keep working hard, to be... You know, the one of the, the starting eleven because at some point people start to question why did we bought Pepe with this big money? Yeah. And uh, he's not uh, playing regular. No. But also for him, on his side, he starts to question himself, well, what's going on? I'm not having much opportunities. But I hope this game, you know, this tough game against Leicester can bring him uh, good inspiration and keep working hard to help Arsenal until the end of the season. Yeah, I think he looks like a player who uh, confidence really affects him. And I don't think he's had a good run with Arsenal where he's gone like really good game, really good game, really good game. He needs to build that up. But obviously he hasn't got that time because it's the Premier League. Things move fast. And I think he's had sort of two or three good games in the last five or six. And obviously Man of the Match is going to be great for his confidence. Because I think he has the ability to genuinely be one of the stars of the team, if not the Premier League. He has the sort of the uh, potential to be that. But as with all of the podcasts we've, we've had with your, your friends uh, and other legends of football, all of them say it's not enough to have the talent. It's not enough to have potential. What gets you through is the hard work. Uh, and I'm not doubting he has hard work, but I wanted to, so yeah. great for, for, for Pepe. Now having him, him coming up can only be good for the team. But for the last, this season, we've basically been saying how great Tierney is and how great Basaka is. They've both been leading the team through this sort of tough transition period while the team understands Mikel Arteta. And rightfully so, they've been amazing. Every week we talk about how incredible they are, the leadership potential they have, uh, and, and they have to be captains and leaders of Arsenal and England. Well, except Tierney, who's Scottish. Um, but I think also I wanted to sort of talk about Lacassette for a bit. I think mm. I, I, on Saturday, Sunday, I saw a new aggressive nature to him that I haven't really seen before. I think before he was not 100% in, 
if that makes sense. And I think throughout this whole season, his goals have picked up where Aubameyang has kind of had a dip in form. Obviously, we know that Aubameyang is going to come back, come back good. But I think Lacazette has been one of the most important things to get Arsenal through this. And his goal, I don't, I've lost count of how many goals he's got, but he's, his goals have been hugely important as well as the performances for Saka and for, for Tierney. So it's, it's his penalty that was a big defining moment. If he had missed that penalty just before half time, Leicester would have think they've got away with not scoring a penalty. Well, it's important. It's important to, for him as a striker, by the fact, playing well or not, but score goals. Mm. Many strikers, they are, they are different in the way they think about the game because when they score they are happy when they don't score for such a long period of time it's quite tough for them to want to do the depression you now uh, they, they change their mood which is normal and uh, it's important when the player you know the striker are in a, in a good moment feed them on the field give the ball to them you know as much as you can we spoke this before in a few episodes ago about him about Aubameyang you know when the situation they're in a good moment feed the, those guys I remember you know having Jerry and um, with Asna you know one of the best moments of his career we he was in a position to get the ball when we were defending it was amazing because um, we were defending and we just were prepared to give him the ball. Dennis somewhere in the middle, you know, defending, give it to Dennis, or sometimes straightforward to him. And uh, he always made his job so easy. Like I said, you know, obviously I'm not comparing them because they are different style, uh, different situation. But he got quality to, you know, to be deci- decisive as he has been for Arsenal many times uh, this season, before. And he can keep doing this. And it's important everyone just understand that, you know, sometimes he's not going to have a good game, but despite that, feed him, try to find him in the box. When they're going to cross, trying to look at where uh, Lacazette is going to be. Because he can position himself, he can control, hold his body and prepare also the ball for one of his teammates to get the ball back from from him. And um, he's been important, important for for the team. And uh, I'm sure... He can, he can have a lot more. I do believe that he can give a lot more to Arsenal. He can produce a lot more goals because as long as he keeps scoring, Arsenal have a chance to win the games. Together with Aubameyang, Saka and uh, Pepe and the other players, you know, it's always important for, for the club when you see your front guys scoring goals. It's always very important. Not only... Because imagine if the thing were different, you know, many times you see the, the central midfield or defenders score, you win the game one nil. but what about the strike? People start talking about it. Uh-huh. But seeing them scoring goals, this is, uh, you know, this time we have, uh, like I said, and Pepe score for us. And this is amazing. Yeah, I think that, like I said, it's mature. I think possibly he was a bit, went from being number one choice to the moment when Aubameyang joined. And Aubameyang got a big, bigger contract. I think potentially he, he felt a bit unloved. Uh, and that's why he was kind of like, had a bit of an attitude of like, well, you love Aubameyang, I've just got to do my job here a little bit. There was no love. Uh, and I think now he loves, he's back, fallen back in love with the football and with Arsenal. And he's now realised that even if he doesn't score a goal, he can still impact a game. He's that type of player. It doesn't take him much, for forwards, it doesn't take them much to impact the game. It's just a pass or a shot and the game has changed. 
I think he's starting to realise that even if he doesn't score a goal, he can impact the game. And he is scoring goals now. So, yeah, so I just wanted to give a quick... We talk about players like uh, Saka and Tini, rightfully so, and Aubameyang when they have a good game. I think Lacazette had been consistent most of the season. So I wanted to give him a bit of a shout-out. So maybe well done to him. I think so. It's good, Milan, to give emphasis for the players who has been consistent. It's important for, for him because uh, you know, he's scoring goal. So it's very important for every player, but for the strikers uh, even more. But also for Arsenal because uh, it's scoring goal for Arsenal. There is more possibility that Arsenal is going to get the three points and uh, and keep moving forward from the position they are because that, at the moment the, their position is still not, uh, not really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, them in the on the table, you know, and there is uh, you know there's a lot of job for all of them to do until the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So another great st- so two two wins in a row, two good games against yeah. tough oppositions. Uh, Burnley at the weekend. Burnley. Well, what what to say about this game against against Burnley? It's what position are Burnley? Fifteen. Mm. With all my respect to Burnley, as an Arsenal player. You go to play Burnley away. There is no other way to think about this game of uh, in terms of uh, result if it's not uh, three points. Uh-huh. With all my respect, you know, I don't yeah. want to be disrespectful to Burnley as a club and to Burnley players. But on the other side, as a, for Arsenal, this is the way the players have to think. Obviously, this is is not something you just ah oh, we are going to win the game and that's it. It's simple not going to be easy and i hope the players make things easy for themselves even though knowing that it's not going to be very simple not that simple no it's simple when we are here talking about uh, yeah that the go there you know you are Arsenal player and uh, you are going to win the game against Burnley, you know but um, reality is not it's not like this the reality is not like this you have to to go there and uh, do your hard work because if you don't do a hard work and um, there's a, a chance of frustration because um, I don't have the results of Burnley here, but I guess that they upset some big clubs this season. They normally do, don't they? They normally chuck in a few random results. I'm not going to say it, but I think they've beaten one of, like a Liverpool or a Man United or a, or a Man City. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've had a big game this season. But I think you know when you go to play Burnley, as you know as if I've been there. Uh, I haven't even been there, let alone play it. But you know it's going to be a physical game. And traditionally... Mm-hmm. For the last 10 years, it's the physical games that Arsenal struggle with. Yeah. Well, this is another point, you know. I think you are you are right. I was just not so sure about the, the, the big clubs they, they have won. Uh, I think you, are, you got the, the right point was Liverpool and Manu. And uh, I'm still looking at the <laughs> just to be sure about what we are saying. Knowing that, uh, understanding that from the, the Burnley players' point of view, no, why not uh, believe that we can win Arsenal? Why yeah. not? You know, we have beat uh, Liverpool and we have beat um, Manu, and uh, Arsenal can be another target. Let's do on our way, and it's going to be physical again. It's going to be hard, as you mentioned. Last couple of years for Arsenal, you know, the physical game has been something not really easy for them to cope with. Yeah. But I hope for this game they they are going to be ready, ready for it, you know, because. Uh, they needed three points. This is for sure. If they want to get better in the position they are, I don't know if it's going to change. You know, much of the, the position they are if they win the game, but uh, it's important for them to keep uh, the winning 
and to win the three points and uh, to go for the next next step because uh, next week uh, let me just make sure about the calendar because next week they had they have another tough game for the Europa League. You know who they going to play against? You know, no. Olympiacos. It's been uh-huh. a question for them in the last couple of years. Yeah, not been easy. And, not been great. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this game against Leicester, oh, sorry, against Burnley, is going to be important for them to get the three points and then relax for a few days and prepare for, for the Europa League game again. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not wrong, last week we spoke about the importance of uh, uh, Europa League for Arsenal to get back you know, in, the, in the Champions League next season. Mm-hmm. This is a kind of... Not shortcut, but a kind of shortcut for them to to be in the in the Champions League. Because when you look at the table of the Premier League, you know it seems far away for Arsenal to be in the Champions League uh-huh. uh, through Premier League. But um, Europa League seems, uh, let's say, a shortcut for them. And I hope they can they understand that the players. I'm sure they do. But I hope they they work they work hard in this direction. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, what's your prediction for the game against Burnley? What's your prediction? <laughs> Stuff one you. It's not much. I don't. I don't see that it's going to be, let's say, an easy an easy game because of the physicals. You know, a game that's going to be from yeah. Burnley. They are going to experience a tough game. I think I'm going to say because obviously I have to go against you. So I'm the bastard on the podcast. So I'm going to say I'm going to say two one Burnley. I say two one every week, and it's never right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, last week I put uh, two one, but um. Well, you got it right. You got the, you got the, you didn't get the exact result right, but Arsenal won, so you get that. It was close. That was close. Better at least Arsenal won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a hollow victory. If I win, those that are but the pod, people listening to the podcast are going to be very unhappy with me. So I'm happy yeah. to lose. <laughs> no, but it's good, you know. Uh, for us to close this uh, this chapter for today, huh? uh, you mentioned them before just a few minutes ago, Saka and Tierney. You know, uh, I'm really happy to see the performance and I hope they keep doing well because uh, they have been amazing during the season. Let's see for the next weekend against Burnley uh, what they can bring out for Arsenal again and I hope they keep the, the good momentum and uh, Arsenal just move forward and get a few points against Burnley. Absolutely. So one thing we stopped doing when Arsenal yeah. were doing not so great was the player of the week. Player of the week. Who's your player of the week? Player of the week, player of the week. Ooh, let's see. Well, the last game against Leicester, Pepe was the man of the match. Okay. No, I'm not gonna gonna go against it. Okay, we we'll go with that. So Pepe, yeah. uh, Pepe, you win a you win a Gilberto yeah. Silva. This is Absolutely. your trophy. Win against uh, Benfica, uh, Saka. The last game was Saka against Benfica. Cool. Europe, European games. Saka. <laughs> nice. So we, Saka's won it it's about three times. So let's give it to Pepe. Player of the week for Arsenal is Pepe. Yeah, Pepe. Nice. Good chat. Yeah. Another good chat. So let me, before we, before you say goodbye, everyone. So Monday we released a special limited edition T-shirt that we put together for you. I'm not going to say to the listeners what it is, but have a look at it. Go to Gilberto's Instagram or Twitter. And all I'm going to say is if you know 
you know, if you're an Arsenal fan, you should know what this is. Unfortunately, they sold out in less than 24 hours. So we're doing everything we can to get some more stock together for you with these shirts, T-shirts, and also some different products for them as well. But they seems like the Arsenal fans are loving them, which is great. So keep an eye on Gilberto's social media. We're hoping to have some more stock in by Thursday. But yeah, but thanks everyone who's bought the T-shirt. That's amazing. Out of stock, it's fantastic. Less than 24 hours. <laughs> the Arsenal fans went nuts. And it's good. You know, the team is doing a great job uh, behind the scenes just to bring some something interesting for, for everyone. It's been amazing, you know. It's, uh, it's been a, a very good journey. Last few months, the way everyone's working, you know, very, I'm very happy, by the way, with everything. You know, if you want to, to know a little bit more, just go out there and store, just find out some, some other things. But also, team, help me out, you know, always. Uh, <laughs> Uh, to tell everyone where they can find our podcast, you know, see what we have been speaking to. And uh, I'm speaking with another guest to bring to the show and I hope uh, very soon we have a few more guests. Excellent. So, yes, yeah, so have to check out on the previous podcast we've had Cleberson, Roberto Carlos, Rude Hullet, which is a, a really funny one. I've never seen a, we haven't had a guest crying with laughter um, on the podcast. So check the Rude Hullet one out. Then we had Stylian Petrov. So check those ones out. There's also some really useful ones in there as well. So if you want to watch us and our handsome faces, it's head over to YouTube, search uh, Invisible Wall. That's Jabir's YouTube channel. And then the podcast is on every single possible streaming service. Just search again, Invisible Wall. And me and this bloke will turn up. More this bloke than me. I'm just here for looks. This is intelligence. Thank you, my friend. Thank you once again. Great to be with you for another show. And I uh, hope to see you again next week. Thank you very much. Once again, see you soon. God bless everyone.